everybody what up what up what up what's going on welcome to buck ibs the new media you know all that jazz what's going on fellas what up what up what's going on gentlemen it's good so yeah um, we're gonna tackle some stuff today but shout out to cam and terry being in the chat early i see y'all go get the energy going we're gonna <clears throat> excuse me we're gonna recap the draft we're going to talk about the transfer portal a little bit. We're going to talk about the roster a little bit. We're going to tackle some different things today. But, um, yeah, man, just, how was y'all weekend? Everything good? Had a good draft weekend? You know the Steeler Nation's happy. We had we had the best grade oh, coming out of the draft. All I seen was A-pluses <laughs> for, for the Steelers. So it was a good weekend for us because it looks like, looks like we're back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Steelers had a good draft. I mean, you know, it was just happy to see, you know, certain people go. And, you know, it was just a good weekend. I, I was planning on grilling, but it was freaking rainy and gloomy down here in Texas. So, Oh, grilling. Bad. I thought you said drilling. I was like, oh, tell the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> tell the obstinate dogs. Well, <laughs> I'll be the last week on the show. <laughs> We have um, all the evidence we need on YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. Well, in the chat, before I ask y'all, give me your Ohio State as a team draft grade as far as putting players into the draft. But I'll ask you first, Mike, um, if you had to give Ohio State a draft grade as far as getting developing guys and putting them in the draft, what would you rate them for this year? Oh, man, I'm going to uh, go with a C minus, man. Uh, uh and I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm being harsh, but I mean, to think about all of the guys that got dra- uh, that were undrafted, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't too happy about that. Um, I mean, you know, uh, you, you, so whoever's advising, like guys like Luke Weipler, you know, like that wasn't that wasn't good. So, I mean, obviously our offensive guys, shout out to them, like, uh, you know, our quarterback, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and, you know, Paris Johnson, you know, them three alone, you would say, okay, that's an A, but when you have what you have on that back half, guys who was projected to run four threes and didn't, guys who, you know, it, it was just bad, man. It was kind of embarrassing, bro. Yeah, Ron. I – I'm kind of, I'm not as harsh on them. I gave them a B minus. I mean, you have three five stars go in the first round. You have Zach Harrison go in the third round, which is a slight disappointment. You expect a five star like that, uh, top player in the class, uh, someone coming out of Ohio to be um, higher drafted than a third round pick. Luke Weipler also slipped. But then Dewan Jones, I mean, I don't know if you can put that grade on Ohio State. Dewan Jones had almost a first round grade coming out of the season. If Juan Jones was in weight and was in shape and had his weight under control and performed at the pre-draft process, I think Dewan Jones is a first, second round pick. I feel like that's on Dewan Jones, not Ohio State. Cam Brown doesn't get drafted. I mean, he's a converted 300 wide receiver to cornerback. Don't really expect him to get drafted. Uh, Ronnie Hickman kind of saw that coming. So overall, I mean, I feel like for the most part, our five stars did what they did. And, I mean, I feel like more of um, the lackluster performance as far as total people drafted and you would have liked to see more in the second and third round, I feel like that speaks more to the def- um, the struggles that we had recruiting defensively from 19, 20, um, 18, too. So I just feel like that's just uh, 
recruiting ghosts from uh, past showing them showing their face during draft season. Uh, yeah, I'll probably put it at like a C plus ish range. Um, obviously, offensive guys at the top really kind of shows the trajectory of what we're mainly talking about. We talk recruiting, obviously, the skill positions they go pretty early. I mean, Paris Johnson was a can miss prospect. <clears throat> but once you get later in the draft, I don't really mind Zach Harrison's position uh, going third. I mean, that's not too bad. We've had really good DNs here go third round. So nothing wrong with that. But getting later on with Luke going fifth which I, or sixth, which I think was more of a <laughs> Luke Weitler decision than, than the Ohio State problems. We're all thinking, like, why aren't you coming back? But the level of undrafted defensive players on the side that that play major minutes uh i thought was it was a bit crazy so i know ron i know you had a tr you had a tweet um you go ahead and read that tweet off for us what did that say ohio state started three undrafted players in their secondary last year that will not be the case this year those three players were ronnie hickman tanner McAllister, and cameron brown yeah so just let's just talk about that for a minute. When we uh, when we think about it, okay, that's three undrafted players in the secondary. Add in two more undrafted players that that really took up the mint or took up the snaps on your defensive line. Um, is it is it crazy to wonder why the defense fell apart down the stretch? We think you had half of your deep, probably more than half of your defense is almost undraftable talent. I mean, that definitely should never be the case at Ohio State. You expect, like, uh, I believe Zach and Chris say on their show, the standard should be competing for the top position player in the country at every position if you want to be a national champion. And when we have guys that aren't even getting drafted, I don't understand how you could expect to compete for a national championship. I know I was destroyed on message boards, comment sections, when the Tanner McAllister transfer was announced and everyone was so excited. And I'm like, I know PFF isn't the gospel, but one thing PFF does get right, if they tell you someone's mid, they are mid. That's the one <laughs> thing they are good at identifying, <laughs> mid. I Some of their rankings, sometimes they give people like crazy grades and tell you that some bum is great, but if they tell you someone's mid, they're mid, I promise. And they told us he was the second worst player on that Oklahoma State defense. And, you know, they're like, oh, go watch the Oklahoma State's defense. They uh, uh, go watch their game against Oklahoma. I go watch the game against Oklahoma where they're hanging 40. I'm like, what are we talking about here? So, like, this idea that he was going to come in and save our defense was just a fallacy, and we're seeing it play out, and the NFL agrees. I mean, he came in and he got those, you know, those couple interceptions early in the season against garbage teams. But, like, when you have, again, we talked about Cam Brown earlier in the um, – Earlier in the pod, they used to tell us he ran a 4-2, but he's a converted wide receiver. He was a 300-ranked wide receiver, and we had him out there playing corner, and he was supposed to be, again, our savior in the national championship. But then that's why we're seeing cheeks and cleats out there because these guys that they're putting out there are not Ohio State caliber. And then Ronnie Hickman, I mean, he went undrafted. I'm sure he's going to declare for the draft again. He declared four times and then didn't get drafted. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I feel like now that we have people in the secondary – that can step up and make a play, you you have to expect more. Like the, our run defense was so bad coming into last year, and it was significantly better despite what Donovan Edwards did to us. And I would expect the same from our uh, secondary next year. A huge step. Let's hope Michigan doesn't find a way to gash it again. 
Yeah, man. Uh, my position on this, you know, I mean, Ron, honestly, uh, tremendous job because you really hit every, uh, <laughs> you really hit every every point, man. So my stance on this is, is guys, this is what I've been telling you all. These are the players that we have been waiting and been needing to get out and get off of the team. We got a couple more that got to get out after this year, but we're going to be fine. Ryan Day's been building this back up, been getting the athletes in that we need. And now I hope that people understand when you're sitting here saying that Ryan Day was given this, Ryan Day was given that. You're starting to see what he was really given. This, I'm sorry, Cam Brown's not a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Ronnie Hickman, not a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was told these guys was, you know, giving the – Given to Ryan Dash Ferraris and all of this stuff, but I think it's showing that they weren't, you know. So we got to do better. I think that we are doing better. We have recruited better in the secondary, but um, you know, maybe going to segue to your next point, Q. But Rick, did anybody hear Teron Vincent or Jerron Cage guys who are on our interior line? Did y'all hear their names called it all this weekend? There was because zero, they zero had like change. the most starts. Bro, they they had probably accepted a, a a job at Merrill Lynch before the draft. That's like, why we have I, real life Wednesdays at Ohio State. They were waiting for their names to be up. This is what I'm saying. These are these were starters, like undrafted. That's Man. way too many. That's way too many starters at Ohio State to be undrafted. That is unacceptable. I mean, I, I agree 200%. I mean, I always think, like, you can probably get away with one or two. I mean, of course, everybody in your defense is not going to go pro. But that's that's the whole point of, of playing the talent, man. You you got to play dudes that eventually you're going to think has a chance to be pros. And we had guys sitting on the bench that we were like, oh, they, they've shown flash. They, they've shown potential. And we had guys in the, in the lineup like, Man, how many years of eligibility he got left? So, so it's just like, man, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm hoping now that the the big time guys have to play. He ain't got no choice. They gotta play now. <laughs> no, one, no one else. Please don't take any transfers. Don't try to sabotage yourself. Just play the dudes you have to play. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time, and even now, I still I still question. Yeah, I think we had a good secondary class last year i think even before that there's a lot of misses in there like when you go down the pipe thank god sunny styles came in early at safety so he has a chance to play but there's a lot of misses at safety there's a lot of misses at linebacker um there was everybody missed last year on the d-line so <laughs> so i'm not exactly like oh once the classes get in we're gonna be all right i'm like Man, we, we you got to get some more hits, or you want to take go crazy in the transfer portal. But that that's my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, you got to play dudes that at least have a chance to get drafted. I mean, we we knew going in there. I mean, I ain't, I haven't seen nobody fall like Roddy Hickman in a while. So that that may be an independent case, but bro, I you couldn't knew. even go sixth or seventh round, bro. Come bro, on, man. <laughs> see, I don't even want to go in on Roddy Hickman. Like I appreciate his time and the, and the good plays he made, but. I he mean, declared before. He I have a question for you guys, though, real quick. Do you think Tommy Eichenberg made a mistake by not declaring? Yes, 100%. he should have been. He should have been a top fifteen pick this draft, right? 
Yes, if you're talking about Canes or Wendy's. <laughs> no, no. I think Tommy I think Tommy did make a mistake because he's a year older. I do think he would have been a later round pick, probably like, I don't know, five, six, something like that. And I think I think that's the ceiling. But I think he's a solid player who has a chance to make a roster at the next. I mean, heck, if Tough Borland hung around, Tommy definitely could. But two, I think another year, like, why are you coming back for if you're going to get drafted? So my, my thing about Tommy, like, I wanted him gone just because of the people behind him, right? But something in my head is saying, man, it was a smart move on him coming back. He's getting to learn from a guy who played in the NFL. And like you said, he could be, he could make a roster spot. But I do see Tommy could probably be picked and actually drafted, though, unlike some of these other guys. I do believe that he can be drafted. Uh, He's better than Tough Borland, so he can be drafted. Yeah, I mean, I think I think him and Steel probably could have left and, and got drafted, both of them. I think they played pretty well throughout the season. But, yeah, like what we got behind them, it's like if this was another school, I'd say major mistake is you might, you might see their snaps go way down early in the season. But since it's Ohio State, I'm, I'm sure their spots are, are pretty safe. That, that, that's just my opinion on that one. You do bring up a really good point. Yeah, because of the school, I, th- I think they might be all right. But um, but yeah, man, for the most part, I had to go C plus. But gotta gotta get these guys, gotta get these guys who are actually gonna get drafted onto the field. Uh, Ron, if you want to hit some super chats before we move on, no, I mean the chat has been completely taken over by Fredo. This man comes into our spaces and gets blocked immediately, so he shows up to the podcast, and we have seen nothing but Ron is a cutie in the chat for about 15 minutes. So I haven't been able to stop laughing. <laughs> I get done with my rant. I'm like, man, I was cooking. We pass no. this to Mike, check what's going on in the chat, and it's I like, I just want to pinch Ron's cheeks. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to, yeah, we had to clean this I don't up. know if I want to, man. I see I, I see my boy Smokey like, Smokey what's going on? Smokey said that's on? a North Carolina <laughs> fan. That's crazy. Hey. It must be a Caleb Love stand account. <laughs> yeah, it looked like all of his stuff is blocked now, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, to, we, don't, we don't we don't need that type of energy on here, man. Had to get buddy you know, out. Shout out here. to all the ladies, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see that earlier, and I was like, "Damn, Ron got a fan club in here." I see you, Ron. Right. I feel like I feel like Chris Drew when he has his uh when he has his fans on Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh. Man. But do, yeah, we wanna, gotta, uh, do we want to hit on that that J book tweet too? He also yes. had an interesting tweet at, oh, about the draft. Yeah, let's hit on it. But while y'all in here, can y'all go ahead and like uh, like the video? Put your takes in for the draft. If you got NFL teams that you thought did well, you gonna throw those in there too. I'll, I'll read them out. But yeah, any any takes on the draft? Go ahead, put those in there, and then Ron go ahead with the J book tweet. So Jay Book had another interesting tweet, and it said, in the last two years, Ohio State defense has only had two players drafted. Tyreek Smith, 2022, round five. Zach Harrison, 2023, round three. That will change next year with JT, Hall, Tyleek, Sawyer, Eichenberg, Chambers, Ransom, and Burke being draft eligible. I mean, I I agree 200%. I mean, those defenses the last 
two years. I mean, I'll say this defense was better, but the two defenses before that were god awful. So when I don't I even go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. No, when I see that tweet, the first thing I think about is the last two national champions. I mean, you look at Georgia, and what do we hear? Defense, defense, defense. These are generational defenses. Look at all these guys coming off their defense. And we're trying to beat them with two draft draftable players? Like, what? We, we're we an unserious program right now on the defensive side of the ball. Like, you can't be trying to compete for national championships without NFL-caliber players if you want to compete with teams in the SEC, the playoffs, anywhere. You can't do it with two NFL players. And yes, we have a bunch of players that were playing on those teams that will be draft eligible next year, but they were young. And not all of them were playing at NFL caliber immediately. You know what I mean? JTT and Denzel Burke played as true freshmen. Were they first round draft pick talents at the time? No, but they were serviceable. So we need that explosive championship level play. And I'm hoping to see that from this junior class with you know, one of the best recruiting classes Ohio State's had in a few years. Uh, well, yeah, I, I would agree with that 200%. I don't think the talent was there. But all, also, too, it's like, I haven't, man, I haven't seen a DB make a play on the ball and get an interception. I don't, it, feel, it feels like years. Like, I feel like I ain't seen that since Malik Hooker and Marshawn Lattimore were running around. Really? <laughs> McAllister. When they threw the ball straight to Sean Wade his last season. Other than that. I haven't seen that in a minute. I feel like I haven't seen a linebacker just fly through and, and, and knock somebody's head since Pete Warner. Um, it, it's just been years since, like, I've seen, like, just breakout plays. I mean, JT obviously had the game for the defensive lineman, but it's just like, man, it's, it's been so it's been so long that it's like, yeah, of course we ain't having players getting drafted. This defense is getting toasted, or it's just players who are <laughs> – just good enough to do their job. So I'm not surprised at all. I mean, that's pretty abysmal for a program like Ohio State. I think Maryland was putting out more pros than Ohio State on defense, and they ain't known for their defense. So uh, that's just my take on it. Mike, you got something? Yeah, man. I mean, this is just, just what we got to get away from, man. Uh, Jay Book made, uh, you know, a really, a really interesting tweet, man, that the fact of where we came from, you know, all of these guys like Deron Lee, uh, Joshua Perry's, the Jerome Bakers, just always being used to having some type of guys that were, you know, drafted type players, NFL caliber players, or like we keep talking about like the last couple weeks, we've been talking about these game changers, right? And we just haven't seen that. And everybody has been – you know, after the draft, they're sending me, oh, y'all have all of this, you know, the little offensive list of guys who didn't win in a draft. And it's like, y'all got all of this and ain't win no natties. Well, look at my defense. This explains why I don't have no natties. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but no team that won the natty had as terrible uh, of a defense on the roster as I had. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Man, so. I mean, I, I feel like it's just like when we when we talk this and we talk this um, Ohio State class thing and we talk recruiting. I think this is where it starts. And it's like I'll, I'll show other teams love, bro. And um, when Georgia gets a commit and I go watch his huddle, I'm like, this dude, linebacker returning kicks. Like, he's playing <laughs> running back. He looked like he could go play running back at the next level. See, Alabama get a DB like, bro, this dude out here look crazy. And it's yeah. like when we get a defensive recruit, it's like, 
Uh, I mean, I, I he might be all right. <laughs> 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 when we get a defense recruit, is I hope he develops. Yeah. So, <laughs> or we don't know what he's going to transition yeah, into playing. I don't think I like. I guess he could play or transfer out. Like so, it's just that. So I mean, we I gotta, think I think teams are doing it better. And, and I'll give Gmo credit. I did see a uh, Miami DB go second round. I mean, that was their first player draft in the draft. So you know, since Artie so, Burns, yeah, you brought I, up. I you brought up linebackers returning kicks a few times now. Are you trying to get a message to Parker Fleming? Like, do you want to see Tommy Eichenberg return to punts this year? No. I mean, could we be worse? No. I mean, honestly, no. I think Tommy would probably do a better job than what we've seen these past uh, few years. I don't think we've had a punt return in my lifetime, it feels like. We haven't seen uh, one in so long. It, it sounds sound like you want Chip back there. Man, I'll, hey, man. I mean, hey, Chip, linebacker, linebacker. Hey, that's all I'm saying. Or, I mean, I'm unless saying. you want to start stone burner out there again. So, I'm Mike, just saying, I, I think on defense at this point, I would take boomer bust potential from some prospects. Give me, give me a Craig Young. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me some dudes like Only that. we had one of those at Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um. But yeah, um, Ron, did you hit chats already or? Yeah, I hit the chats. I had a lot of them um, up there earlier. Yeah, okay. there's a lot okay. of uh, I want to pinch Cam's cheeks and uh, <laughs> Gmo capping about Miami, the usual. But um, Mike did mention about uh, defensive playmakers. Um, and that's something that we've kicked around here for the past couple of weeks and haven't really got a chance to touch on on the show. So um, I want to ask you guys. Who is the last defensive playmaker that you saw out on, out on the field for Ohio State that you thought was going to make a play? And then let me know who you think that could be on this year's roster. So the last defensive playmaker that you thought was a game changer and then who you think could be a game changer on this year's defense? Um, I mean, clearly the last two were probably Jeff Okuda and, and, and Chase Young. I think those were the last two. And when I think of, I think of dudes on defense, I'm talking about like you just know, like don't throw to his side or game plan against him. Those two, I feel, I mean, even Sean Wade the next year, I feel like they were like, ah, nah, we'll be all right. <laughs> throw, throw at him. Yeah. So those <laughs> are probably the last two dudes that I remember on defense. Um, as far as this year goes, I mean – it's it, it's hope. I hope JT can be consistent and be a dude. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about like a first rounder, bro. And I'm thinking like, I don't know other than that. Like we're hoping Burke can be that, but it's it's very up in the air. He got um, Jack Sawyer is very up in the air. Um, I feel like Mike Hall and Ty Leak if they play, but they might be sitting behind. You know, Ty. Don't start. No, don't start. They bro. might be sitting behind. Do, not do that, bro. Who, no. Who's the other dude that's been here? Uh, Jerron Cage coming back for year yeah, nine. Cage, like, <laughs> I thought he was Mike, gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. I swear, he, nah, bro, another, he's not gone, bro. Something's wrong. There's another dude that's been here for some. I forget his name though. But um, yeah, maybe. That may be it. I don't feel like we're going to get it from the line. Unless CJ Hicks plays, I don't feel like we're going to get it from the linebacker. And I feel like the secondary will be solid, but I got to see an actual playmaker. And I don't know if they have that. So Disrespect to Tommy Eichenberg there. Really? Yeah, man. I mean. <laughs> so thinking, going back, like like he said, man, like last ones was Okuda, Chase Young. Uh, I mean, I could say 
if you're, you're talking about at those positions, if you're talking about at linebacker, the last one was <laughs> really was really I want to say Baron Browning, but we didn't know how to use him, so I got to go back and say Jerome Baker, right? Yeah, Jerome Baker was uh, the last one. Yeah, yeah. so Jerome Davis Baker was the last good. one. You talking about safeties? I mean, Jordan Fuller was solid, but I mean, obviously Malik Hooker. Malik so. I mean, it's been a very long time uh, since we had those game changers. And that's the difference in winning the semifinals. That's the difference in winning the Natty. That's the difference in winning your rivalry game is having game changers instead of practice warriors out there. Yeah, in the, in the chat, uh, who was the last playmaker at Ohio State you believe on the defensive end? And if you're a opposing team, who's the last dude you you think you thought like, damn, I don't want to play against that dude. He might, if we end up matching up, he, you know, he might make some plays. But yeah, it's been a minute. Like linebacker even longer than than defensive back, really. So. Honestly, Chris Drew said uh, Pistol Pete. I'm sure you're talking about Pete Warner. And honestly, I think if Pete Warner was in a better defensive system, which obviously, uh, you know that that. The change that we have had continuously on defense has just been terrible ever since, what, 2017, 2016, 2017? Yeah, probably since the uh, – see, I, bro, see, I always ask this question. I had I had Chris ask Zach, like, what happened with Shiano from year one to year two? Like, <laughs> did he just go out and do a bunch of coke? Because, like, between the – like, I just got to ask the – like, I don't know what happened. We had playmakers one year. The next year, that job was abysmal. And it seems like ever since then, the defense has just fell off. I don't know, bro. I don't know if Urban sold his soul to the devil and the time ran out. And, but you got to remember – you got to remember the support staff that Urban gave Greg Shiano. You gave him Billy freaking Davis. You gave him Tavir Johnson. Tavir Johnson is so bad right now. I think he's coaching at the FCS level right now. Yeah, man, you don't have to take take the high school job. I mean, I just, this is I what just I'm saying, know. bro. Like, uh, I mean, hey, we're we're literally going to have an entire segment on this. We are going to have a segment on. Yeah, and I know I know Gmo is trolling, but I don't think he's that wrong here. He's <laughs> not. That's he what I was just about really to pull wrong. Off. I mean, Penn State had a second round, or pretty oh, actually, I'll give him credit—a first round defensive back. Illinois, uh, Maryland had one and one in I think the second or third round. Iowa had one in the third round, so it's not it ain't a crazy take. Illinois had one in the top seven. <laughs> you have Michigan Bro. with Will yeah, he Johnson. He had no offers coming out of high school. Yeah. You have Michigan great. with Will Johnson right now. Um, I feel like he'll be a first rounder. Um, as far as uh, game breakers on our defense this year, I feel like Jack has that potential. Um, we saw what he did. In this, obviously, as a spring game, as a freshman, we're playing, you know, I call Ohio State spring game grab ass because they don't actually tackle anyone. But, <laughs> like, if he's able to produce and be that top five player in the class that he was painted to be coming out of high school, um, playing his natural position at a comfortable weight, I feel like he can be a game breaker. And just because Cam's not here today, I'm going to pitch his take Mike Hall from the from the interior if he's able to create an interior pass rush he's going to change the game for our defensive ends he's going to be able to wreck the game from the middle and if he's able to produce like he did against Notre Dame for a 12 game season 
he will be a top 10 pick. So I had to get Cam's take off for him. But I wanted to touch on what Jima said about Michigan DBs and Ohio State real quick. As far as the topic of game breakers, I feel like Ohio State and Michigan have two corners sitting as freshmen on their rosters right now that are two of the most underrated corners in the country, Jermaine Matthews and Cam Calhoun. What them boys did at Witten Woods High School was a fucking clinic. Like, their, their game tape, it looks like their wide receivers out there, they're cribbing so much shit on their highlight tapes. They're returning everything they touch, have everyone out there on an island. Their tape is disgusting. I've watched so many DBs in the class coming in this year, and the fact that Cam Calhoun at Michigan is ranked as low as he is, and Jermaine Matthews, it took him that long to get an Ohio State offer, and what his ranking is, is criminal. As soon as the national media really starts looking at that Witten Woods team, those kids are going to explode, because that team last year was disgusting. So if you're ever bored out there, go and watch Witten Woods' highlights from last year. They got a linebacker, yeah. Justin Hill. He's coming up. Um, and Cam and Jermaine, there's so many kids. They got a lineman that's uh, starting to get some national attention. So yeah, they're building some nasty work. Yeah, they're build, nasty they're they're putting in there. some work yeah. there at Witten Woods. So I just had to give yeah. them a shout out while GMO was talking about Michigan and Ohio State DBs because I think both of those kids are going to be stars for both of those programs going forward. Shout out to Ooh. Ryan Day building his defense back up, man. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Ryan Day. And wait, real quick on that, Ryan Day's first real class is just about to show its face. We had that 14th ranked class during the transition year with all the chaos that's going on, and we're about to see uh, his first major class with JTT and Jack Sawyer, which headlined that class, a class predominantly headlined by defensive players, are coming into their junior year. So let's see what Ryan Day's defensive players actually do and deliver now that he finally has his players from his best classes stepping into roles. Nah, no, no bull. That's definitely something we've been looking forward to for a couple of years since that recruiting trend hit in 2020. I guess it was 2020 for that 2021 class. So now nah, most definitely, well, hopefully, hopefully soon. We'll probably be touching on this more on the summer. We get some playmakers back on defense because it's just it's been too long. I'm tired of looking, I'm tired of looking at other teams' defenses besides Miami because they're giving up 100 yard touchdowns. But everybody else's defense got some dudes out there, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm jealous. I just I just want to see some good defensive ball uh, before uh, before I don't know 2030. It would be nice anytime before that. But um, that's what we got for the most part. Mike, Cam, y'all got anything else? No, nah, man. Uh-huh. Make sure you like and subscribe to this uh, channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when we go live every time, man. I appreciate y'all keeping the chat live, man. Yeah, we see 23 of you in there. Go ahead and make sure you smash that like button. It helps us in the algorithm so we can keep bringing you this show. And, yeah, Transfer Portal closes today. So um, I would expect to see some Buckeyes departing. That's one last thing I wanted to throw in there. And if you guys have any questions in the the chat. Yeah, and we also got Lorenzo Styles. Um, What y'all think about that? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. My thing is I don't think he's going to play. But keep Sonny happy. If y'all are about to dick him around this year and not not play him, keep the Styles family happy. If you are going to play someone ahead of Sonny Styles, let his brother be there in the locker room to console him about the nonsense that's going on and keep that man happy and keep him in Columbus. That's all I'm worried about. And, yeah, yeah we're still over the scholarship limit. We're just bringing people in, still over the limits. So some people are probably packing Columbus right now. So if you see some uh, – I guess we'll call them booms, maybe, on the timeline today. (laughs) 
don't be surprised. Don't be sad. It was necessary. What about yeah. you, Q? Um, I just thought, yeah, we gotta get Tywon Malone, man. I need to hear. I need to hear something. That's that's the one I'm waiting on. I need to hear it. Yeah, we get him. That D line really about to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, we. You know, like, I wanted to say this earlier. We were talking about people. Brian, they got left with it. Uh, Chris Thuin, Alex Grinch, but Alex Grinch is still in half our players, so he beating us on the trails. I mean, he did nah, us a favor. He, he took number nah. seventeen from us. So yeah, shout out to he, him. He left him for a minute, though. <laughs> he left but, him for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, nah, definitely, uh, definitely some guys heading out. But happy to get Lorenzo Styles in here. Hopefully, Tyrone Malone could come in and and um, that dude from um, San Diego State. Yeah, we need to tackle, bro. Bad. Man, I have and he has like four years of eligibility left. Yeah, so we got to have him. But yeah, that, that's all I got, man. Um, Mike, go ahead and let people know where they can find you if they want to argue with you. Oh, uh, you can definitely argue with me on Twitter. Uh, uh, don't argue with me on Instagram, but you can follow me on both at 216 underscore wild boy. <laughs> Check me out, man. I be in the spaces, down to debate anything, man. I love talking uh, college football, love talking football. So. Yeah, if you want to find me, I am City Boy Quitting on Twitter, flying to Jazz on Instagram, and I also talk movies here on YouTube and Minor League Films. And I'm hopping back more in spaces. Got a lot. I'm doing my PMP right now, so I don't have a lot of time. But when I do, we'll come here and argue with y'all if y'all have some nonsense, just like the Michigan Space did the other day. But that's where you find me, Ron. Get us out of here. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at two underscore T E E S two T's. You can find me on Twitch with the same name. You can find me on TikTok, uh, to shysty. If you want to see me play the game and yeah, I'm in spaces. I'm on the playback. So yeah, I think we're going to be kicking the rap documentaries back up on playback this week. So if you want to, uh, come hang out with me and see ball, do that. So yeah, Find us at Best Damn Media on Twitter, and we appreciate you for pulling up every Sunday at 10 a.m. for Buckeye BS. Thank you, everyone. It was a great show. And real quick, shout out to Big Tip for killing the first couple of rounds. Y'all need to stop capping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't fuck the video. No disrespect in the end. Always disrespect, Andy.